Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Brian J. Kennard, author of Sean Delaney's Hellbox and creator of the graphic novel series The Villicon Chronicles. You're listening to Tom and Zeus here at the Shout It Out Loudcast. Oh boy. Here we go. Boy. Pressing the button, Star Breaker Simmons. Star? Stop shouting! He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh no, here come the kiss times. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Alright. But it grab me an ice cold mellow Why? Why do that to the fans? Stop it. Why? Because fuck them. That's the Six one seven five two five zero. You do? Hey, fucko! Do you like kiss? Settle down. Hello, hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus, another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode one eight five. Paul Stanley, top. History moments with Tom Morello. Tom Morello's here instead of me. God damn it! Yeah, Tom, we replaced you with uh, Rage Against the Machines guitarist, and uh, and uh, I, I I got no competition there. I love Tom Morello. I love Rage Against the Machine. So and uh, Zeus the wrestler from No Holds Bar, otherwise known as Debo from uh, Friday, <laughs> is replacing me from the grave because I believe he's dead. You know, the beach cruiser. It's like both our bikes. Yeah, exactly. You know, and Pop's tripping. <laughs> yeah. You want some of this, old man? No. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, uh, Tom, the summer is slowly ending. Yes, I know. Uh, my son is moving out in a few days, going to college. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Cue up, up the sad music. Uh, what, who will be his Zeus? In 25 years. Oh, God. Think about that, Tom. He's going to find some other asshole. Be like, ah, want to do a Neil Diamond podcast (laughs) or something like that? I don't know. My son is a really good kid. I I hope he doesn't meet anybody like me or you. (laughs) (laughs) As opposed to us. All right. (laughs) Do Do you think your mom and dad at the time were saying like, Tom's a good boy. 
He's going to behave himself. I'm so glad he's living with Murph. Murph's such a good kid. Great influence. He's going to a, a nice Irish Catholic college. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Gelati, uh, your son has been thrown off campus and has been relocated to another dorm. <laughs> he is banned from living with more than four members of a suite of 24. He can only live with three other kids from that. They're all separated and none, no more than four can live together. All this is true. And you may be hearing more about it in the future. Yes. And why is our fucking semester bill so high? I don't understand. What is it's door door and dorm damage broken, broken bottle cleanup. What? <laughs> Ceiling tiles. <laughs> oh, oh, see, this Yikes. is what happens. Yikes. Welcome, new listeners. <laughs> yes. Um, so, Tom, uh, we got an interesting topic tonight. Yes. And uh, But before we do that, we always go backwards. Uh, last week, what did we do? We had a great episode uh, with the Janik brothers and their friend Chris the Wallet Hake talking about Gene Simmons money bag sodas. Uh, really fun interview with those guys. It was fun to hear their backstory and uh, to learn about Gene behind the scenes and all about money bag sodas, all that good stuff. So we always do a poll related to the episode, and this one was a little tricky because yeah. sometimes these sometimes the episodes are very easy. What the poll is going to be. So we got a, we got a creative with this. I'm, I'm going to give my my partner here Zeus the credit on this one. There, we tried to get a little fun because you know we're we're the funny little guys on this show here. Yeah, are there options where like what soda would you be interested in? Fuck you know, that. like yeah, exactly. <laughs> Buy a so this- soda after the game, <laughs> <laughs> or like that that one from Super Seventy Sport. The picture of Mean Joe Green and a little kid, and he goes, <laughs> "Fuck off, kid." <laughs> <laughs> that's the second greatest twitter page you can follow besides ours yes um so the poll was all right who would you rather go into business with okay gene and his soda paul and his bicycles ace and his pizza or peter and his landscaping and once again the fucking ace cult comes out yep fucking ace's pizzeria 37 <laughs> percent who the fuck would want to go into business with Ace? Dude, by the way, his nose looks like a sausage pizza. Oh, we'll get into that. We'll get into <laughs> I know, that. I know. That's why I just threw that out there. <laughs> so then Gene Simmons comes in 35, Paul's bicycles at 16, <laughs> Peter's landscaping at 12. Nobody wants an angry Italian doing their landscaping. Well, then I don't know. You wouldn't be able to live in New England because everybody here is either friggin' uh, Hispanic or Italian, I think, doing all the yard work around here. Um, couple funny comments because our listeners are the best. This guy, th- we haven't heard from him in a while. Dig a ditch. He says, Peter's landscaping. It would be amazing work for the first five jobs. Then they would slack off and complain about the weeds. You'd fire them, and then they will say they quit. Or you could do Ace's Pizza. Your pizza will show up two hours late because the delivery guy got lost. (laughs) Stuart H goes, what happened to poor Vinny? Is the Chris and Cusano partnership no more? Anyway, I voted for Peter. It's a brave move to strike out on your own times like these, and he deserves our support. Well, then dig dig a ditch chimes in again with Paul's bicycles. Paul will manufacture them, assemble them, 
and then try to sell them and cut you out of the business. <laughs> then he will blame you for the poor sales. Uh, our buddy Brad Baird, Gene Sodas for the money, Ace's Pizza for the laughs, Peter's Landscaping to learn new cuss words. But I believe I would pass on Pandemic Paul's bikes. Enough sour grapes already. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> that thing is oh, still going. So our, somebody, I think it was, I think it was our buddy Jack. Came up with some artwork for potential T-shirt. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> oh man, yeah. On the flight, our, our buddy Stevie flight Ace Cult for the win. Yes, of course. Steve De Disco, Chris and Cusano landscaping for sure would make a highly entertaining reality show. Oh God, dude! You can see this is what we love about this. We put these fun polls out, and you guys jump right in. You guys are great. Uh because I was afraid that somebody was going to be like, wait. I didn't realize Paul Stanley sells his own bikes now. I'll be like, oh, God, I don't want to have to explain our jokes to you guys. But you got it. You got it. Oh, somebody thinks our jokes. Oh, here we go again. Oh, a certain podcast. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, that person listens to this certain podcast and they know that when they see shit, they think of us. When you think of garbage, think of Akeem. It was so far in his fucking head. He I is so it. sensitive. That's we're going to make a joke about something that he preemptively says, oh, someone's going to say something funny about this. A certain oh, show. And, and, and he's right. We will in a minute. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then I'll just constantly fuck with him by putting photos of him crying about. <laughs> so, Why are you getting upset? Why are you getting angry? And then I'll put another photo of him crying. Yo, this isn't cool that you're getting mad. <laughs> It's like the fucking guy in Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> Principal McVicker. <laughs> but it's okay. He's hey, hey, you know what? He's a listener of the show. He's a fan. Hey, we just differ on some of the jokes. It's okay. It's okay. Listen, everybody can eat a bag of dicks whenever they want and then oh, hold them against them. So if you want it, that, that's that's inappropriate. We shouldn't be talking like that. No, but anyways, back to the episode. Yourself. So of course <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> So our buddy Heavy Mayo, who's fucking obsessed with Coke, is this better than the nectar of the gods, Coca-Cola? I don't know. Maybe. Coke is gross, dude. What do you, eight? No. Coke. He's right. I still I still enjoy my Coke. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Our buddy Todd Herrick placed an order for money bag sodas this morning. All right. No, the thing about Todd is he always puts photos up and it's literally hit and miss for me because he, he's got a little bit of a sophisticated palate for a Kiss fan. But oh, there's sometimes totally. he cooks like he's a good cook. Obviously. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Too much vegetables and healthy foods for Kiss fans, Todd. Like I like when he cooks like some some meat products there, but he'll put in like, you know, some beans and shit. Dude, no, no. No kiss guy needs beans in their diet. Zeus would prefer photos of people eating funyuns and, and uh, you know, or bugles. <laughs> bugles. I think they should just feed a, feed a kiss concert on beans and hot dogs. <laughs> and see what yeah. happens. See what happens. Go back to our rock and roll over album review Ooh. episode if you're not sure what we're talking Ooh. about. Ooh. No, that was made of. 10 years of 
hot dog and hamburger grease on that little box we had. Rotten braised beef on a CVS grill. <laughs> hey, I think I have a grill we can take. It's back in the back of my garage. Let me pull it out. Got fucking rat feces probably on it. And we're like, oh, you want you want cheese on your burger? <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. There's a fucking weapon of mass destruction going off in the middle of I want you. What the oh, fuck? Jesus. We all know that we've all been there with those old grills. You're like, oh, did you? When was the last time you wiped this down? Well, now, now hopefully we have money we can afford a clean new grill. Oh, those are the early days that we were fucking oh, yeah. right out of college. We went to that show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Our buddy John Schaefer says, could be the best guests that you've had. Unique perspectives, interesting stories, and experiences with the band. Great job. All right, John. Thank you. Okay. Thinking Stanley had a couple things to say. <laughs> <laughs> you guys do a great job. You're very entertaining and deserve the recognition. Referring to the email that we got from our Eddie Trunk. Keep up the great work. And then he'll put the post up of Eddie Trunk talking about sinking Stanley. He loves exactly. that. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's some Twitter. What else do we got from you on the book of face? Oh, here we go. Uh, over on Facebook, Sean DeHaan decides to send me a pop-up, which just on a DM, and it just says, you just went full kissed hard. You never go full kissed hard. Fascinating. See, more offensive e- uh, emails and messages from people. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Scott Wheeler sent me a f- fucking info on that crazy Chesapeake Bay Bridge of fucking people collapsing and going over. Thanks, Scott. My anxiety was fine before. Um, <laughs> but on the episode itself, these are pop-ups that came up just as I was looking at it. So Christopher Powell says, this episode comes with a few cavities, an expanding waistline, and type Ugh. 2 diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. Uh, Glenn Walker says, yeah, Fusion Tech. Yes. Over on Loudcasters, Tom, uh, Josh Brown, absolutely great interview. You can tell these guys are actually fans doing this product. Uh, Sam Loomis is absolutely overplayed. Yeah, we'll have a comment about that in a little bit. And useless now. It's lost what little camaraderie it had. And the fact that people are fighting all over it is just a sad way to live. All I know is I guess I got to try this soda now. Here's more of my fucking money, Gene. If I find it anywhere near me, I guess. Uh, Tony Smith asked, soda. <laughs> and then he says, be sure to pick up a case of Ace Fraley Fountain Cola. <laughs> and then Ray Gallus says, just bought a case. Yeah, Fusion Tech. And then Ray posted a photo, which we re- uh, reposted, uh, of, of the case of soda that came in. Yes. So thanks for that, Ray. We love it when you guys put shit up like that. Um, Tom, over on our Instagram, Gabriel DeGook. <laughs> Great episode, guys. Great we'll googly ch- moogly. Yeah. Great episode, guys. We'll check out their root beer. Okay. Uh, Vivamo Elvis. Can I buy this with crypto? <laughs> 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 well, I don't know why that made me laugh. Is crypto still a thing? I feel like that went out like parachute pants. I don't Do know. People still fucking deal with crypto. I have no idea. Actually, That's I take a- that back. I take that back. Heavy Mayo still wears parachute pants with his Nike Cortez. Yeah. 
Um, and then uh, money, Mister Moneybag, two thousand twenty-one says, "Awesome." Uh, we did get a couple DMs on this, Tom. I will be oh. honest with you. Okay. Uh, Antonio Sarek sent me a message today when I was picking up some glasses, so I have them. <laughs> Hi guys, I recently discovered this podcast and you guys rock. Woo. Uh right. He's in a small city in Croatia. Wow. Um he's a podcaster as well and he does do music but he says it's in his language. He does a column there as well. He's talked about Great White and Kiss and uh we want to just give him a thanks and uh, appreciate him reaching out. Antonio Saurik who's nice. In we love That's the awesome. fact that we get around the world. Woo-hoo! Very cool. Anyway, um, over on, you know what, Tom? YouTube. <laughs> All right. All right. Polly the Wog. Yeah, Polly. These guys are interesting guests. Great job pulling them in. Definitely an example of really doing your homework and grabbing insights from unexpected sources. Learn so much about Gene through this episode. Seems like the man behind the demon makeup, there lives a nice elderly Jewish gentleman who just wants to inquire about family and maybe talk a little business afterwards. You boys keep peeling back the layers of this big old kiss onion. And one of these days, you're going to find yourself kibitzing with Rabbi Simmons. <laughs> Hazeltov to you both. Wow, great. Well, that's awesome. Thank you, buddy. Oh, we can only hope that we can have Gene right here. Woo, thank you. And and that's uh, he makes a good insight because we do like to fucking go kind of uh, take different turns and yeah. not keep things the same. Pick original guests, types of things that we kind of find fascinating. Yeah, like this week's episode, something a little kind of off the radar. People might not even know this is something that exists. So it's Kiss-centric and it's something different. Yeah, we like to create the content for you guys to talk about. Absolutely, of course. Jason Leonard, oh boy, here we go. Even your intro makes me smile. Settle down. Yeah, Tom Dust. Excellent work by our buddy Tom Dust with that intro. I was wondering what you said. I'm like, no, that was Jason Leonard. No, (laughs) those are Tom catchphrases. Uh, Mr. Antonio 2005, fantastic story, and love that this podcast supports small business owners at every opportunity. We'll definitely look for the product here in Ontario, Canada. A big arriba from El Matador Tito Santana. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? I have no idea what the connection is there, but that's okay. Everybody remembers Chico Santana, as (laughs) Jesse the Body Ventura would always call him. Pat and Diorama. Great cast as always. I heard these guys on three sides of the groin. What (laughs) the fuck do people come up with these names for them? Jesus, Uh, stop. They had some great gene stories. I would like to try this soda, but I haven't seen it in my area. I'm not going to order it online. However, uh, um, how about interviewing the team that put together the Kiss Coffin or the people who've seen Gene's groupie photo books? Another idea, taste test with Roy Dam with Coke, Pepsi versus Moneybag. No. Anthony Stratus, great episode, guys. Refreshing. Devin Dungan, great episode. 
Pat Diorama thinks I'm Sam Loomis. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Except there's one little part that's off on this, Tom. I don't give a fuck about these videos. So that's that, the only drawback. That's the front. That's why it's you, because you pretend that you don't care. Yeah, I pretend I don't care by never watching this shit. That's <laughs> all. Tom, over to you, buddy. All right, let's go through a couple emails here. Our buddy Mike H. Guys, you are inches away from getting one of the core four on your show. Maybe not Paul, but definitely Gene. I'd like to think he's at least aware of the show. He has to be. These dudes are going to be the influencers to get him on. I know it. There's no doubt I am clueless with all that goes on with the show, like who you know and how well. What kind of networking strides you've made and opportunities and relationships you have developed. But on the outside looking in, it appears you're getting close to landing a kiss whale on the show. Good luck, Mike H. Yeah, Mike. One thing, Mike, I can say behind the scenes, we're always working. We're absolutely always always working. And we're doing things again our way. We're not looking what's going on across the bow. We're doing it our way and what we want to get. And so far it's working. So hope we continue. Exactly. And Tom, we got one here from Johnny G. Okay. Hello, brothers. Could you forward me the contact information for Gene's Cola guys? I have a great idea that I would like to discuss with them. It would be a new cola direct from Gentel's named Aces Space Whiz. Remember when we added our blood to the Kiss comic book ink? Well, this time I would tinkle into a huge vat of fluorescent yellow cola. I'm sure it will pass mellow yellow in sales in no time. Anywho, it should pair well with a couple of slices of roni and cheese pizza. Thanks for the information you can provide. Love your brothers. Ace Fraley. <laughs> Tinkle into a huge vat. That's I tell you right now. 180 some episodes. We've never used the word tinkle on this show. So thank you. Oh my God. That took a lot out of me. All right. Our buddy, Adam Nirenberg. Hey, Tom and Zeus. I commute to Buffalo for work. When I heard that Gene soda was available at tops, there was one near the hotel I'm staying. So I needed a couple of things and decided to do some recon. I bought the cola. I'm addicted to Pepsi and I compare. Did he just say, I bought the cola? Does he drive? I I, I drive truck. truck. I drive truck. And then I buy the cola. (laughs) I'm addicted to Pepsi, and I'm comparing this to my opinion of Pepsi. Gene's cola is sweeter, but it is not as bitter as compared to Coca-Cola. Cheers, Adam Nirenberg. All right. Dan Houston jumps in. Hey, guys, been listening and commenting on Facebook for a while now. I just want to let you know how much I enjoy the podcast. You couldn't be more right about many of us having waves of Kiss fandom. Uh, Oh, God. Then he tells a fantastic story about his history of being a fan. Great, great, great email. Um, He says, and then he finishes off. Keep doing what you're doing. I love your show, Dan Houston. Dan, great email. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. Thanks, Dan. Uh, Let's see. Thanks, brother. (laughs) 
Got another nice, great email courtesy of our website, shoutoutloudcast.com. You can send messages direct there. Uh, and our good friend and listener, Brad Baird, sends a fantastic story here of a, a nice message here. Um, has some kind words to say to me and uh, also brings up some good stuff about Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, great, Another great message. You guys are like knocking them out of the park with some of these things. They're long, so we don't want to spend too much time reading them, but we are reading them. So, yeah. Stephen Wood, another one from uh, our website. Uh, hey, guys, thoroughly enjoyed this one. A pleasant surprise. The insider tidbits were great, and it's nice to see Gene insisting on quality ingredients in the drink line. Be nice if you could get Gene for a promo or even an episode. Indeed, that would be awesome. Uh, our, our buddy Rudy Doth says, hey, Tom and Zeus, any chance you guys are heading north to see Ace in Plymouth, New Hampshire on 827? No, but we might be seeing him Beverly massachusetts on 826 the night before we will let you know um he also says he finishes off by saying your podcast brings me so much enjoyment it is the fucking best i look forward to it every week he says if you come to that show i'll be the guy in a shouted out loudcast hoodie i'm a working musician i wear it proudly at every gig thank you guys keep up the good work i have huge respect for you guys and how much it work it takes to make your podcast sound smooth and professional. Rudy, if we don't see you at that show, you better take a picture of yourself wearing that at the A show and send that to us. That's awesome. Yeah, we always appreciate that. As a matter of fact, our buddy and longtime Patreon member, Tony Barone, he sent us a couple pictures uh, yesterday, I believe, Tom. Absolutely. On his, vaca- on his vacation. Yes. Yeah. And they're already up on our loudcaster section on our awesome new website, which is where? Shout it out loudcast.com. <laughs> uh, and then we got another message on our website from our good buddy Jim Riley. Uh, great one, Paul, John, and the wallet are cool businessmen and fans. I am buying some soda this week. Yeah, fusion tech. Yeah, pancakes. Yeah, flapjacks. Yeah, packing big steel. Yeah, Zeus. Your YouTube voice after 184 episodes is getting as strong as pulsing in my way, brother. God bless. P.S. Don't f with s i o l. Ooh, yeah. Jim Riley will make Jim Riley will make you pay the price if he does. He'll send over fucking what's her face there, oh. Lisa Sparks, to sit on you. Yikes! And we're gonna Yikes. wrap it up real. We're gonna wrap it up real quick with uh, a couple more here. Our buddy Michael Terry from Nottingham, UK, recently discovered the podcast and working through the back catalog. Wanted to comment on the episode covering off the soundboard Donington. I listened to this by the pool on holiday, and there are some literal laugh out loud moments. As I was at that show and near the front, it brought back great memories and reminded me of some of the highlights you touched upon. In particular, thanks, Paul. Also, Paul's advice of don't get killed or nothing like that. Finally, I remember thinking at the show how short a memory Paul has when he said that they'd wanted to play Donington since they started the band, but he conveniently forgot that they had just played eight years earlier on the Crazy Nights tour. <laughs> maybe they were, maybe he wasn't counting Eric and Bruce. Anyway, it's a great album, probably my favorite live album released to date. I like the lack of production. I'd also like to thank you for your show. It's become a highlight of my week just because of your sense of humor and how you don't take the subject matter too seriously. After all, that's the nature of Kiss. Cheers, guys. All right, love, Mike. Oh, love the loudcasters, man. Great, love great stuff. All right. And then we finish off with one from Peter Wexler. 
I've been a regular listener of your show since I stumbled across your rock and roll over album review in my Facebook feed. Want to take a moment to write you and share what your show has meant to me. Like many of us Kiss fans, I've been on the Kiss elevator throughout the years, and I must say that thanks to your show, I've now found a renewed appreciation for Kiss that I never had before. Last month, I went on vacation with my family to my hometown of Gothenburg, Sweden, truly as a result of your podcast. I took time to reach out to some of my childhood Kiss friends, and we all ended up going to the End of the Road show on June 22nd together. These were friends that I had not met up with for over 25 years. Looking back, after listening to your show episodes, I started chatting with my old Kiss friends on Facebook Messenger, and after talking Kiss over the last couple of years, we ended up meeting out for a night, hanging out together to see Kiss's likely final concert in Sweden. This would have never happened if not for your show, and I probably also would have not even gone to see Kiss on the end of the road tour if not for you reigniting the Kiss fan inside me. Truly thankful for your show peter also known as swede in new york on twitter peter that is amazing those kinds of stories that we love to hear the passionate friendships that kiss has we love it thank you so much peter and for that my friend you are the comment of the week yeah that stuff's amazing uh, rekindling friendships, getting back together with your favorite um, kiss friends growing up and being a small part of that, man. Ah, that, I mean, again, I said it just a couple uh comments ago that the loudcasters, you guys are amazing, amazing people with great Honestly. sense of humor. And uh, you make this show work. It's you guys. And uh, yeah. we can't thank you enough. Incredible stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Tom, what we do next is we uh, give a shout out to Patreon members. Uh, Patreon is where people can uh, jump in and help the show out and contribute. Uh, we have uh, different tiers. So anybody wants to pitch in and help the show, and whether it be uh, our, our Zoom subscription or our uh, microphones, whether it's uh, – our awesome website and everything else that comes with that. Uh, you guys are the best. We can't thank you enough. You are a big reason why this podcast continues to grow. It's your support. And uh, people that ask, how can I help the show? Well, the number one place to help would be our Patreon subscription. You can find that at patreon.com. You can find it on the app, Patreon, or you can go to our awesome website. As soon as you go to the website, the landing page, I believe you'll see Patreon right up the top. Click on it. Check it out. See if anything there interests you. With um your subscription or your membership with Patreon, you get some perks from us. We got a lot of things coming up, including the new ARC pick, which you guys will pick. Uh, you guys get involved in the show. There's merch that we send out to you guys. And it's a tight knit community. We have communications and dialogues and and <laughs> comments that are, are are best left not on the internet. Uh, and uh, it's a lot of fun. And if you want to subscribe and get involved, take a look, see what's involved, and uh, come join the fun. Absolutely, you guys are the best. We can't thank you enough. So many great things happening with Patreon, uh, and you guys are the best with all your contributions, no matter the size. They're all huge, and they're all helpful, uh, and we thank you guys so much for everything that you do. 
tons of things you can get involved with, like Zeus mentioned with uh, ARC pick uh, involvement in the show, you know, having some, some exclusive Patreon polls uh, that affect some of what we do on social media, having a sneak peek at the episodes. So you can find out a few days earlier what it's, what the topic is instead of waiting until Saturday, uh, tons of great little perks. And uh, you know, we're grateful for everything that you guys help us uh, with your contribution. So thank you. Yeah, Tom, what we do after that is we go over to Kiss World and talk about that. Yeah, the big thing is Kiss back in Australia. Uh, they're going crazy. They're making the rounds on uh, doing their media rounds. We're seeing a lot of videos and pictures and articles on uh, social media, t- tons of interviews. So the uh, down under, they're very, very excited to see Kiss down there. They're doing a ton of shows and pretty much all over the place down there. Yeah, I was telling Tom <clears throat> off the air. Uh, I, my, my dad's cousin, my dad's first cousin, my dad's 79 and his first cousin's like 55, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, I, I always joke with her. Hey, I'm going to come. Cause I'm going to want to see kiss there. And she's like, she writes to me, like, she had no idea about kiss or anything like that, or doesn't follow my interest in kiss really. And she was joking. She goes, guess who just landed in Melbourne kiss. When can we expect you? And, uh, she's saying it's insane how much press. She's seen about Kiss, and she's like, I didn't realize how big they were here. And uh, they're supposedly going to some match that's a big deal over there. I don't know whether it's rugby or soccer. Oh, sorry, football uh, or whatever. I have whatever. no idea. Yep. But uh, we saw some of the footage online, Tom, and it looks like the Australian, the Aussies are going nuts over there for them. You think they'll throw Shandy in the set list? And I mean that sincerely. I know yes. you hate it, but I'm saying yes. you think they will. Yeah. Paul's got the tape all set. He's ready to go. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, that's offensive. It is. He's got the tape already. Wow. Let's be blunt. He ain't singing that live. Now, the one thing he might do, and I don't know if he's got the courage to do it. I don't know if he's worked on it. Maybe he has. Then maybe he'll get up there with an acoustic guitar and sing it himself. Either that or he can probably have like the audience sing the chorus for him. You know what I mean? Like he's done that before. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Well, that's the big part of the, the news. Them going Australian. It's like it's like nationwide news. Yeah, it's huge. Well, because everybody knows how huge they are in Australia. That they, I mean, rabid fans, and they haven't been there in a while because of COVID. I might. Oh, oh geez. crikey! <laughs> oh man, here we go. Yikes! Uh, Paul's putting up some photos. And I believe one of them was him holding up a cop, right? What did that say? I'm a big f- fucking ray of sunshine or something stupid like that. What is th- I commented on that. I'm like, he must be listening to our show. Maybe he has a sense of humor now. I can't, I cannot believe he was holding a mug like that. Cannot yeah. believe that. So I wish like he would show that he does have a self-deprecating sense of humor. But s- prior to the makeup coming back on the reunion, I think old Paul Stanley would have said shit like that. Who made fun oh, of himself, called himself like a knucklehead, and oh, we're just idiots, like four idiots from New York, like Gene says. I agree. I, I don't think Paul would refer to himself as an idiot right now. Right. Like I, I think that's beneath him to call himself that. So I yep. don't know. Maybe he's changing. Like, you know, Paul, he's always changing. Like, I don't know what his, you know, guru. Or therapists are telling him today, yep. but uh, you know him putting that up. Maybe he gets the joke and he's winking. Yeah, yeah. I know I can be a miserable fuck at times, 
or what? I I, I just don't know. That's uh, with that's Paul. how that's just that's the thing. The, that's how I looked at it, and I actually got a kick out of it. I'm like, okay, maybe he is like you said, a little self deprecating. Maybe he's in on the joke finally. Yeah, you know? and that, that would be great if he is. Yeah, but well, you know, then you get usual super fans. Oh, Paul! Somebody that's actually posted a link where you could buy that mug. <laughs> <laughs> like okay i've seen that mug before it's not yeah. that big of a deal and then paul's got some other photo where he's wearing his glasses and he's scholarly and i don't know what that was all about that looked, i've never seen him wear glasses ever yeah we're not allowed to talk about it tom oh forget it okay he looks great yeah we can't criticize or say anything uh that's funny about the band we're not allowed to no. do that no 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 fucking lord um <laughs> There's a couple other things I wanted to bring up, Tom. Do it. Do it. I wanted to do it last week and forgot. There's this, somebody put this pickup of Eric Singer on oh, our Loudcasters page. I don't know if it's a joke or if it's changed. I don't think it is. But he looks literally like Cousin Oliver put on a fucking kiss uniform and going out trick-or-treating. It's, it, it, it's so not rock or metal. It looks so ridiculous. Like your most uncool friend and he's like oh I, we're all dressing up like kiss let me dress up and his we, face we, and that wig and those, and those shoes. shoes it's just we said this before <laughs> what the fuck dude that makeup the 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 that design he looks like he looks like a like a jack-o-lantern like a jack-o-lantern painted he's not like, a fat guy He's not like a like out of shape guy, but no. his face and that makeup and the that wig, design it it looks it it's not complete. Put it this way, it's not complimentary. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. it's not. It's not what you would call a flattering look. <laughs> no, and you know he looks like a little kid. Yeah, a chubby little kid. He looks he like looks- a he looks like a little chubba bubba kid who's been eating too many. <laughs> you know who he looks like? Fun looks- size Snickers. <laughs> he looks like Petey. From the Cosby kids, the Cosby show. Remember Rudy's friend, Petey? That's what he looks like. They keep put on the makeup. Like, what the fuck, dude? Come on. Nobody turns to him and says, Eric, this is just not a good look. Like, come on, dude. And he doesn't wear the heels, so it makes him still look worse. So he looks like a short, fat kid. (laughs) And his face is all, like, pudgy. And that wig is just fucking horrendous. Like, what the fuck, dude? The only one with good hair in the band is Tommy Thayer. The only one. I agree, because it's his own hair. Yeah, and, and then Paul, when he puts that wig on, immediately, come on, dude. Stop. Oh, poor Eric. Then, then. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> it's not just Eric beating time. No. Ace Fraley. Dude. <laughs> Somebody has been going around, because not one person. Somebody's been going around and putting photos of him on our loudcasters group and enlarging his nose. I don't think they're doing anything to the picture. I think that's his nose. No, there's no way. Dude, it looks like he got stung by a hornet or something. It's like a fucking it's like, it's like a fucking huge potato in the middle of his face. There's no way that's his nose. It looks like the cartoons when Tom and Jerry and all of a sudden. Uh, a fucking octopus goes on Tom's nose and he then turns he into Jimmy Durante. Red. Yeah, and it looks like Jimmy Durante. And it looks like fucking that old, what did you call it? 
Tip O'Neill? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but what what kind of nose does Tim o, Tip O'Neill have? Oh, the drunken Irishman, friggin' blown out nose. <laughs> Irish politician. Irish politician no. from Massachusetts, drunken nose. <laughs> it's just I don't know who's purposely doing it. I but think there's no I way his nose is that big. I don't think those pictures are being doctored. <laughs> I think it's his nose. And apparently he's in Niagara Falls, Tom. I, I'm I'm doing my cross right now that he didn't fall over. Hey, this is fucking pretty big. <laughs> hey, didn't some fat guy go over on a wheelbarrow in this thing? Ah! God. Oh, Niagara. fuck. Oh, well, well, we also have to comment on, on your favorite outside member of, of the Kiss family, his girlfriend, right? Dude, there are photos up of them, and like she's in the front. And then the other two, his like his guy John, and then the bodyguard guy. Uh, I forget who Sonny is. He's like some wrestler's son or something. Um, are in the front, and like Ace is the guy in the back. Like looks like he doesn't belong in the group. It's another weekend at Bernie's picture. Yeah, like he's like, hey, where's the camera? <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Like, <laughs> but somebody people are starting to see it because somebody posted that on our thing. Hey, they look, did. it's another. It's another live ace stuff where I have to sit through 10 minutes of his girlfriend first. Yep. Yep. That's true. She's building her career. And then just like ace, come on, man. You're going to get yourself caught up in another mess at some point. You got to protect yourself, brother. Protect yourself, brother. (laughs) These these chicks are after my money. Thanks, Zeus. It's true. I'll, get, I'll offer you some legal advice, and we'll draw. We'll draft the prenup. Thanks, Zeus. <laughs> Thanks, attorney. <laughs> Thanks, counselor. Fucking <laughs> ace, man! It's the gift that keeps on giving. If we end up going to that show, that's going to be hilarious because we're going to be oh. that 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 theater that he's playing the Cabot in Beverly Mass. It's yeah. literally like a school, like gymnasium. It's yeah, like a it's tiny, very small. Yeah, it's like a tiny, like theater type thing. Yes, um, yes. And uh, if we go, we might be able to see uh, some of the guys in the band again. And uh, our best, uh, uh, our favorite, in our favorite comedian, uh, Courtney Cronin, Kulik Lane, Simmons Tweed, Spencer Cook, Dole. Hey guys. <laughs> she put up a photo. Of her and the and in the I guess Bruce and uh, Lisa sent her uh, one of those aprons. Yeah, didn't you get one at at Creatures Fest? I did not get an apron. No, you, I, I thought you got something with it. I got a I bought something from them, but I got a it came. I didn't. I don't think I. I don't think I remember paying for it. it was a picture <laughs> of them. <laughs> so you stole it? Is that what you? Stole? No, they put it in the bag. Oh, it was a, a photo of them with the. With the, the with the with the flapjacks, yeah. <laughs> Flap that fr- that word is just funny to me. But the Flap- f- <laughs> flapjacks, what do you want me to tell you? <laughs> it's a jerky boys comment too. Okay, they have flapjack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bruce. Uh, oh, and Ace also put up. He was with our buddies from Money Bags. I guess they saw him, and he was. Uh, he took a nice photo. That's right. The, uh, I think it was John that was with him. Yes. I think it that was, was John, John, not Paul, right? No, it was John. Yep. And then uh, the wallet got, I think, a guitar with him or something. I thought I saw him put something up. Where I, he got yeah, a yeah. Guitar. 
Yes. So good on them, you know? Yep. That was pretty hey, cool. Whose fucking soda is this? Fucking Gene Simmons <laughs> soda. I got my ace mellow yellow in the corner. Uh, yeah. So uh, I guess uh, ace, that. that's a, ace, that's a bottle of piss. That's not just soda. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> oh, make sure you grab the one that's got the cover on it. I took a piss in the other one. <laughs> and over at PRC, they had our buddy uh, Roy on with that guy that has that uh, channel. I don't know. The um, Kiss Revenge channel. The one that Sean DeHaan's yeah, a, Kiss, a thing. Kiss Army's Revenge or yes. something like that. Eric. So those guys got into a fucking battle. Yeah. Uh, I, I I wanted and good on them. Those guys, uh, especially Joey. Joey was a riot. Yeah. I, uh, he, he learned firsthand how to try to get a question in with Roy. Oh, yeah. And it's not that easy. But the thing is, and we've talked about this before, and I don't want to beat this fucking Sam Loomis shit to the ground, but it went from exciting. Who the fuck put it out? Who's yeah. Sam? What what has he got? Oh, my God, this is beautiful footage. Oh, my God, he got taken down. So who do you think Sam is this? It went from that to now some guy that has a fucking podcast that's not even a big Kiss fan, supposedly. And I don't, we don't know him from a hole in the wall. Could be the best guy in the world. We don't know. Him. Yep. Yep. And, you know, between him and Roy have this personal beef. The guy made some comments about Roy and, you know, Roy, he's like fucking laser focused on beating him down with this Twitter war or Facebook war that they're doing. And it's gone from talking about who releases this, who got it to, you know, claims about each other, screaming at each other, name calling, all that other stupid shit. And I think it's lost its luster. Look, I didn't have any fucking, uh, I don't know. I didn't have a rocket in my pocket for those videos in the first place. I, I've been saying it all along. I, I enjoyed the drama. This is old. This has gotten very old. And I don't really care. Unless Sam Loomis is discovered and he says why. I don't give a shit. I don't care about misinformation that whether Gene came to Roy's house or not. I don't care if uh, the guy Eric is talking to copycat Sam Loomis, because I've been saying that all along. I don't feel like it's the same guy. I, I don't care about this shit anymore. It's fucking tiring. Uh, I watched them on PRC. I didn't learn a fucking goddamn thing. But I felt like I wasted my time. And it's, and it's ridiculous. Unless you're going to say who Sam Loomis is. Is this isn't this story like old now? Yeah, I mean, good on podcast Rock City. See how easy that is to say another podcast name. We could do it. It's possible. Um, so good on them for for having you know a, a, a Roy jumps on. I mean, kudos to them for for having them on. But like Zeus said, it's it's no longer about the the videos. It's no longer about Kiss and the content. It's more. It's turning into like a pissing match. And and unless there's more videos that come out or unless something, you know, more, a little bit exciting, entertaining comes out, it's just going to be just more of a bitch fest. And, you know, it, it's, it's made it exhausting right now because those videos were exciting. The whole subject matter was exciting, mysterious, that kind of stuff. And now that's kind of just fallen on the wayside, unfortunately. Yeah. It's just boring shit now, name calling and two guys that have a vendetta against each other. And, you know, I look in the end, I, I I'm a member of that 
um, that group, uh, the Kiss Revenge group, it, it fucking fills up my timeline, and it's annoying. But yeah, there's nothing there. They all they do is name call or fucking bitch about Roy. Roy, I know, sends you DMs constantly too. Yep. And it, it's the same old shit. It nothing. It's it's gone to the point where this is just off topic. It's personal, and it's too bad because it doesn't have to be this way. In the end, one of these things. I'm not on team uh, Gooch, and I'm not on team fucking Kiss Army Revenge. But in the end, if that's Gooch's shit, I don't fucking care that you don't like it. He has right. a right to shut you fuckers down. It's his fucking yep. money. Well, yep. how did Gooch get it? Why does he have to prove it to you? He only has to prove it to the band. I'm sorry the attorney hat comes on here, but for me, every fucking right, whoever owns it, has a right to protect it. I don't think Kurt has done anything wrong if he fucking shuts down every time they put this shit up. Who the fuck are you to fucking say that? If he put money into it and he, and you didn't? Why should he be able to get punished for that? Oh, because we deserve it? Why? Because you get it for fucking free? You know, it's like the guy that has a convenience store and everybody's robbing him. Well, why can't I get my fucking free watermelon? Where's my fucking free bag of chips? Like, dude, you shouldn't be taking this shit. Like, are you? is that what you're bitching about? And the, and the owner's like filing lawsuits against you for stealing from him? Like, come on, people. Everybody's made that guy to be out to be a bad guy. I don't know. Kurt Gooch have never met him. Have you, Tom? No. Yeah. So, but like everybody all over him, like he's the bad guy and all this stuff. Give me a fucking break, people. Give me a fucking yeah. break. All that shit that's come out. I would have preferred. I never saw it. And that kiss released it someday. That's what I prefer in the end. Mm-hmm. And now we're in this shit and everybody's fucking name calling. It's just annoying. It's it, and it's, and it's overdone. Yep. Agreed. I'm ready to be done with it. Yeah. So, and then lastly, we didn't talk about, uh, Gene, uh, was on a podcast for a while. It was a great interview, Tom. Yep. It was with, uh, Dean Del Rey. Let there be talk podcast. Great show. Uh, one of the most, interesting interviews with gene i've ever heard for, talk for a really long time very 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 upfront and blunt and outspoken and conversational uh we might get into that at another time but uh yeah check it out if you haven't yeah you should guys should check it out uh just another example of why gene is becoming everybody's favorite yep absolutely absolutely so anyway tom i'm gonna go uh rush over and help the paramedics Apparently somebody did fall over uh, in Niagara Falls and we got to go check out who it is. Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. All right, we're back. And, uh... Yeah, people still don't know who Sam Loomis is, and uh, most of the people don't care. So we're back. So, Tom, we were talking about this episode because we both had um, downloaded it before our Creatures Fest flight. And we're like, oh, we got to talk about this. Right. And that was Paul's appearance on Tom Morello's Maximum Firepower podcast. And uh, Tom Morello, obviously, from... um, Rage Against the Machine, and also from uh, Audio Slave, he got to sit down with Paul. And his podcast is very short, 25 minutes. Incredible. I don't know how he does that. (laughs) Yeah, we certainly don't know how to do that. (laughs) We've been on for an hour. We haven't even gotten to our topic yet. Yeah. And what he does is he goes over the top five moments that he thinks are in history. And between his five and Paul's five, you got top 10 and they have a discussion and go back and forth. We were planning on doing this. Obviously things uh, changed along the way and we had to do the creatures fest stuff. And uh, we are happy to get to this. And we think that a lot of you may not have heard this. Yeah. I I'll be honest with you. It's a podcast that I was kind of embarrassingly unaware of considering how huge of a rage against the machine, audio slave and Tom Morello fan I am. And, uh, yeah, his podcast is very, very succinct and to the point. It's interesting, but it's bang, bang. It's in and out. And um, this one is Paul talking about his personal top five moments in history, and then Tom doing his top five as a Kiss fan. Um, and we were just going to kind of just go through them and just kind of examine them, you know, agree, disagree. What are your thoughts? Just just it, like we said, it, it's it's kind of outside of the mainstream about the Kiss conversation that's been going on. 
Um, and it involves, you know, obviously Tom Morello is a huge Kiss fan. He inducted them into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, loves Ace, and, and uh, he's absolutely one of the greatest guitarists of his generation. Very unique and different compared to any other kind of shredder style or riff guy that you'd have out there. If you're a Rage fan, you know that. But yeah, I just thought it was, uh, it, it's it's interesting. And anytime Paul talks about what he thinks of Kiss, that's always interesting. You hit the nail on the head. Paul is that Paul that we love to hear. Yep. Not the Paul on the Today Show, Paul talking to uh, Channel Tell News with Ted Koppel, Paul Stanley. What are your top five history moments? It's none of that shit. It's nope. Paul talking like to appear. Exactly. And when he does that, it's a side of Paul that we don't see often enough. And this is the side of Paul that, that I cherish. Yep. That really gets me to be like, that's my guy. That's the star child. That's the one that I know and love. And uh, he gives you that unique perspective when he talks like this to somebody. That's why I really think you guys should check out the episode, Tom Morello's Maximum Firepower, and then maybe, you know, stop us here, listen to their thing, and then come back maybe and listen to what we have to say. Yeah. So we'll talk about Paul's five first, kind of just knock those out and kind of give our thoughts. And we can talk about Tom's because Paul's is coming from obviously a member of the band. Tom's is coming from a fan of the band. Um, so Paul starts off by saying that his number one is meeting Gene. And then he kind of veers off and says, then he starts talking about Ace and then kind of settles in on like the magic of the band playing together for that first time in the rehearsal studio. That's and his he, like his first one. Yeah. And uh, I can see that. And, and I think they both agree that they weren't going to do these maybe in order of importance, just sometimes chronologically where yeah. they are. And so it's not yep. like this is my favorite or anything like that. Right, but, right, right. Yeah. I enjoyed that part because he talks about the fact and gives credit. Like anybody else could have been a better guitar player or maybe a better drummer, but it's just something, something about when those four played together. Yep. That there was that chemistry. Yep. And you've heard it before, you know, the magic, quote unquote. But as soon as Ace plugged in and played, you know, they knew it. So that was nice kind of a historical reference there. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Tom Morello's number one is, I think, buying Destroyer. Yeah. he kind of, His was more of a little bit kind of a generic thing. He His thing was the magic of the records, of, of seeing Destroyer in a record store. Of you know, rock and roll over Love Gun, like that trio, and and just walking into you know a record shop or you know a you know a, a, a supermarket or wherever the music was sold back in the seventies, and just seeing that come to life. Can you imagine? Like we never got to experience that to be of the age where we're buying albums and we see it, and we're like, oh my god, there it is! I want to buy that. Like. I I mean, when I was buying Kiss stuff that with my money and stuff, I think I was finally like in middle school and had money and go to you go to the mall and you're like, oh, this is this Kiss album. I don't have this one. But when out these were cassettes when I was first buying them stuff and with my own money. But imagine walking in and being able to see like rock and roll over covered and be like, holy shit. Well, especially when Kiss was at the top of the world, because I remember the very first Kiss record I saw was at a record store at the Meadow Glen Mall. Yes. And it was Record Town or Music City. It was one of those like way overpriced record stores. And the it, uh, the very first one I saw, it, it was unmasked. 
I was I, I, I was I was seven. I don't <clears> even <throat> remember Unmasked. I've told you that. I never remembered. I never saw the cover. I didn't remember it when I got back into Kiss from middle school on. And then eventually I'm like, what the fuck is this? I don't know any of these songs. What the hell is this? I never heard of any of these. Because I had a sister that was four years older than me. So we always used to go into the record stores. And of course, at that time, I was seven. The only freaking band I knew was Kiss. <laughs> so I'd flip through and I remember seeing the Unmasked covers like, oh, this I didn't even know this album exists. It's got a cool comic book thing. And, you know, that that was I just remember seeing that um, hey, at that time. You, you called it a cool comic book, not me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I, you know I don't like that cover. Oh, but but I would be so jealous of walking in during that oh. but the, that era when they were on top of the world and seeing like a destroyer display or a love gun display and be like, oh, you know, just it just uh, that must be an incredible feeling as a fan. Absolutely, I'm with you. And then we and then Paul's number two, eh, being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Come on, Paul. Now he does say it's for for the fans. That's bullshit. I don't believe that for a second. I know when he boasts it on his resume all the time, it's not for the fans. It's <laughs> it's not. It's not. Now that being said, who am I to judge? You know, you're you're it it unfortunately it is the highest honor. You know, if you're an athlete, you want to get into your respective sports hall of fame. You're a musician, you want to get into the hall of fame. I get it, but I'm like, yeah. So what's interesting is they go off on a different tangent. And and Tom mentions how he met John Landau, the Bruce Springsteen's guy and the big writer and music guy. And he's charge of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and how he was bitching to him about you guys don't have real bands in there, people's bands and bands that matter. He's like, well, give me an example. And the guy and Tom says he said kiss. And he said that he rolled his eyes. Yep. Can't you picture that? And I bet you Paul's like, fuck him. And uh, and that's exactly it. Bruce Springsteen's guy rolling his eyes about Kiss. Yep. And he talks to him about how he pushed it and said, these are the bands that you should have and how his influence in. Uh, you know, it, it, it was real fascinating. You guys should listen to that part. Yeah. And that's actually that's actually Tom Morello's number two on his list is arguing in, in defense of kiss getting into the rock and roll hall of fame saying, Hey, these are the, I'm a musician. I love rock music. You, you the bands I love, you're not paying attention to them. So he, so his Tom's passion is goes deep that he actually like was waving the flag and in fighting with the rock and roll hall of fame to get them in. And it all goes <clears> back <throat> to, again, how many musicians were influenced by kiss? How many mm-hmm. gold albums uh, did like like Paul like the band says, you know, not all those albums have fucking blood dripping from them and That's fireworks right. and all that other shit. They had music in it. There's music and, in there. Yeah, yep. exactly. So yep. that was a good one. Yeah. And then uh back to Paul. His third one is uh, when they got their first gold album, which was for Alive. So I thought this was interesting. So you know how I like to psychoanalyze Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. I, th- I I thought that like his first one was very um you know organic emotional memorable you know meeting Gene Ace plugging in, then the next two are accolades, mm-hmm. and again everybody loves accolades like why do something if you're not going to be the best at it? They're his moments. They're not the band's moments. They're exactly. His, they're his ego moments. That's my point. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You made it. Gold record. You made it. Again, I'm not. I'm not faulting him for that, but I'm like, 
of all the memories that you have, two of them so far are receiving awards or, or, or trophies or however you want to look at it. I thought that was interesting. But he is right. Yes, he Saying is. Saying that gold albums were the standard. Platinum albums didn't come out until a lot later. That's right. So he's right. And he mentions my favorite guy of all time, Elvis. And God rest his soul. He died August 16th. The king, whatever. But he does mention it. Elvis, when you think of music and success, you think of Elvis, you think of all those gold records. Same thing with the Beatles, those gold records. So Kiss holding the record for most gold albums by band is special to them because people weren't doing platinums. I think like I if I'm I may be mistaken, people can correct me, but I think like literally the first platinum album was the Eagles greatest. Greatest. Correct. Yep. I think that's like 75. I believe it came out. So platinum albums weren't really a thing then. So getting the gold album, which was the standard to say, I've reached a level of success. Elvis has gold records. The Beatles have gold records. We got a gold record. I get that. It's different now. Well, how many albums sell? Well, that's that one sold three albums. Yeah. Uh, uh, back in black sold 25. You know, like, like, okay. I'm not that. So I think the thing that made this extra special for Paul was that it was, you know, presented to them like not long after it was released. Like they went from, oh shit, what are we going to do? Our first three albums aren't selling anything to, okay, we got a gold record and it was for a live. And he does mention though, not long after that, oh, it's platinum. Oh, it's double platinum. Yep. And so, and these were levels of success that were new to to bands. Absolutely. Especially a band like Kiss. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Then you go back to Tom. So his third one, I thought this was great as a fan. His first Kiss concert. uh, I believe he said it was his first concert seeing Kiss in Chicago in 77. Um, (laughs) He didn't didn't specify when in 77 it was. So don't know. We don't know if it was that Love Gun Alive 2 tour at the end of the year or at the beginning of the year, if it was, uh, you know, still the rock and roll over or whatever tour. But um, my God, that's your first concert. Chicago 77 Kiss at the top of the world. I mean, Jesus Christ, that right there is uh, even even if you're not a Kiss fan, that's going to be on one of your top five lists of all time. Yeah, imagine that. No, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't. God bless him, man. 77 to be your first Kiss concert. And I think he gave a real nice description of the fact that he had like obstructed view. And he tells a good story about it. Again, we're pointing you right to the podcast. 25 minutes. Go listen to it. Yep. And then you get back to Paul and he skips all the way ahead to 1996 and talks about the Detroit reunion show, which it was nice to hear him say that because he was embracing the moments with, with Peter and Ace and, you know, the, 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 the fear that they had about that people going to want this. Are we going to, are we going to live up to the expectations? Cause that's all it was. It was expectations. So, yeah, that is a huge moment, obviously. I mean, yeah, did he jump ahead 20 years pretty much? But it's the reunion show. Again, always skips over the non-makeup years as though it never happened. Absolutely. Um, And I think there was a point in between this that he was talking about that he would go back to the people and like, hey, how are we doing tonight? And the meaning behind it. And they would tell him, oh, 80 percent. okay, 80 percent. Then he'd get we're packed. We're packed. You know, we're full. Again, more accolade driven. Yeah. How are we doing? How are we doing? How many people? How many people? Yeah. 
<laughs> get the papers, get the papers. Yeah, pretty much. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get the papers, get the papers. Yeah, so Tiger Stadium reunion show. Yeah. Uh, wow. My crazy cousin Mike was at that show. There are a, a ton of people at that show. I can't even believe that. That is that's yeah. fucking incredible. And, and Tom, if you really want to know if he's related to me, the buddy that he took to the show ended up shitting his pants. <laughs> they had to take his pants <laughs> off. <laughs> and he had a water in because he didn't want to carry his pants with shit okay. on him. So he was like, pulled his friend's pants down and was like washing them in the sink to get the shit off of them. Oh, come on. And his on. friend was so drunk. And people were walking in and seeing him with his friend bent over with his pants off. What on earth? <laughs> One of these days, I'll get him on to talk, kiss, and tell you this story. It's the most fucked up thing. <laughs> that dude. <sighs> How drunk can you get when you shit yourself at the kiss concert? <laughs> it was his friend. It was his friend. It wasn't him. I don't know. Oh, one other thing about that show. One, one other thing about that show that me and you would have absolutely loved. What's that? Alice in Chains opened for them. That's insane. That is insane. Alice in Chains opening up for Kiss. Oh my god. My god. And uh, uh, they're they're torn right now, Tom. That well, I know we're going to see them. They're coming in October. Yeah. Um. So then that kind of piggybacks onto Tom's number four, where he talks about. Uh, the Cole rehearsal in uh, California, the Rage Against the Machine, the band, they were kind of rehearsed. They were doing some stuff for their second album, Evil Empire. And uh, Tom tells a really, really funny story about how he thinks he's hearing come on and love me in the rehearsal. He's like, <laughs> he's like, guys, guys, stop, stop. I think I hear Paul Stanley singing come on and love me. And he's like, holy fucking shit. And uh, I just I love you when you hear if you don't know anything about Tom Rell. Very, very well-spoken, very passionate about every word that comes out of his mouth. And you could just tell how much he loves Kiss. 617-865-0850. I, I, was following, I, I don't know. I, I got lost there. Yeah, I mean, imagine that. And, and what's great is Rage Against the Machine, who critics love, they're just as big as they were in their prime. Yep. Fucking stadium stuff they think they're doing now. Huge. And he's fanboying out to kiss our yep. band that's fucking awesome it's awesome i love seeing that i love seeing that one of the things toms i like is because these people like all go crazy over our band yes. this isn't fucking seals and croft that people hey. are fucking hey. going nuts over oh it's not weezer no weezer oh jesus <laughs> no it's not but you you get the point. It's our band. Not many bands can get other musicians to fanboy over them as much as Kiss does. Agreed. Yep, that's right. And then Paul finishes with the Tommy and Eric lineup. They solidified Kiss. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't without them. Now, as much as I hate to agree with them, he's 100% spot on. The reason we've said this many, many times on the show over the many years that we've been doing this the many episodes we've been doing this this band currently exists right now because of tommy and eric so i'm, I'm not going to fault him for that all right could you imagine how much limping they would do at the finish to the finish line if it was ace and peter and paul with his voice trying to finish up this tour 
There are people who accuse them of limping to the finish line now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Without right. them. Right. Imagine having Ace and Peter in there. No. No, I agree. Yikes. I agree. I agree. Yeah, they wouldn't be a band without Tommy and Eric right now. No, Let's be honest. No, I agree. And then we wrap it up with Tom's number five, which is a great one that me and you both experienced bringing your kids to their first kiss show. Um, I took my son to two. Uh, he loved the first one at the garden. The second one, which we've kind of deemed as like the worst kiss show we saw in Manchester, New Hampshire. Even he was a little bit like, eh. Um, I know, I know but he you, got to see, uh, David Lee Roth. That's right. Oh, he still talks about that. Cause he loves Van Halen. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, and then obviously you brought your daughter to the one in, um, uh, Connecticut as well. So that, that, that's a memory just to, to show your kids the band that you love and have them like it, love it, maybe be indifferent, but just be there and just see it. See the thing that you have loved your whole life is always awesome. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we're all with that. You know yep. how that works and yeah. providing it to the next generation of kiss fans. That's huge. Yep. Exactly. So real quick, let's take a look. So Tom's are, are fan base. So you, you can't argue with it. They're very personal, but we like to pick apart what kiss does, especially Paul. What do you think about that list? Now it's only five and he did it kind of off the cuff. Most likely. I just find it interesting that, you know, Nothing in there, you know, the first time we sold out Madison Square Garden. The first time, like, it, it, it's all, it's very, band, it's a very calculated list, which is Paul in a nutshell. The band had the People's Choice Award for favorite song. Oh, I forgot that was Peter. We can't give the band credit for that, right? Right. Like, because, to yeah. say, like, the people chose Kiss. Right. Song. Um, in the Gallup poll, where they were the most popular band at one point. Right. Why not bring that up? Or, you know, talking about the fact that we were so popular that we could release four fucking albums at one point by each member. Yeah, I, I find it interesting. I'm not going to say that Tom, Tommy and Eric being in the band, joining the lineup, solidifying the lineup, I think was the term he used. Yeah, it's big, but like a moment in history. I, I, I don't consider that a moment in a moment in history to me is. Paul meeting Gene, you know, selling out Madison Square Garden, taking off the makeup or like, like that's not a moment. The, the unplugged Peter and Ace coming on. That the, is shocking that that was not one of them. Now the, I know that uh, could be part of the reunion story there, but yeah. Coming out at the Grammys. Yep. yep. You know, things like that. And he, he, I think they discussed that a little bit. They about, did. Like, you know what, you know, the, he, Paul thought people were going to laugh. Yeah. Um, I think ultimately this is me. Cause I like to, kind of pick on Paul a little bit. He's never, ever, ever going to miss an opportunity to bring up Tommy and Eric and how the band wouldn't be because it's passive aggressive. He's he's he didn't bring up Ace and Peter, but he's pretty much saying Tommy and Eric are the reason we're here because if Tommy and Eric weren't here, we'd have Ace and Peter and we wouldn't be here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what he's saying. And that to me, yeah. I just don't that's that's not a moment in history to me. It, it, no, he not. always has to validate to the, the lineup the, the current line. have the right lineup and you guys need to back this exactly it's nonsense to keep the whole no peter no ace and fuck his like yep get that out of the way yeah I, uh, he, he's paul that part of it is probably never going to change but i did find the conversation interesting very much so paul was like not talking in platitudes and no. expressions that he had in the Paul Stanley notebook of sayings. 
No, this not at was all. A conversation with a peer. Yep. And uh a peer who still is a fanboy. Yeah. So absolutely. It was it was a it's a nice, easy episode, less than a half an hour. I suggest you guys listen to it. Think about what you know those picks and maybe give give us your top five. Yeah. Give us give us your you could even give us like your list as a fan like Tom did, or give us put play the role of Paul. And if you were Paul, what would be the, the, the top five? Because I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to really fight over Paul's list, but there's some that it might not be maybe make my top five. Yeah. Tom, what we do next is we go to the question of the week. That's right. Everybody's favorite part of the show because of our sponsor. Fusion Tech Data and Electric. Fusion Tech is a recognized communications contractor specializing in the construction, splicing, testing, and documentation of all types of fiber optic networks. Along with that, Fusion Tech Electric can service all of your electrical construction needs, commercial, industrial, and utility, as well as electrical substation work and all UPS and DC power plant installation. Fusion Tech currently operates throughout the five boroughs of New York City, as well as New Jersey and the tri-state area, providing union labor with IBEW Local 3 in New York City and IBEW Local 164 and Local 102 in New Jersey. For more information about Fusion Tech, visit their website at fusiontech-llc.com or call them at 973-650-1357. Yeah, Fusion Tech. Woo! Our buddy right. Joe Decker. Woohoo! Yes. Always like to give a shout out to Joe. Great guy. What do we got this week, buddy? What do we got there? Talk to me. We got a question from a uh, big fan of the show on Twitter there, Wally Vidal. Oh, yeah. Great Patreon guy, Wally. If Ace and Peter teamed up with a producer that could wrangle up some discipline and songwriting post kiss, do you think that they could have been bigger? Or as big as Kiss in the eighties. No, so Ace. So Ace and Peter leave Kiss. They I understand up. the question. The answer okay. is no. <sighs> yeah, it's. Uh, I I understand the question. I know it's a. We love to talk about these what ifs with the bank because they're endless. I just think Kiss was too fucking big in the eighties. They they were just too big. They were huge. Okay. I take that back. Maybe they weren't huge in the East, but for Kiss fans, they were. And Ace and Peter, I, I just, I don't. Paul okay. Stanley is the straw that stirs the drink for Kiss. Paul, and they didn't have Kiss. Paul I, fit the 80s. Perfectly. That's my, that's what I meant to say. Yes. Ace Fraley is not what you would call an 80s front man. No. Uh, Peter Chris was older. They don't fit that. They looked. They didn't look cool in the eighties. No. Right. Ace, Ace had a successful eighties career. He still has a successful, you know, solo career. I mean, but I, I just think Paul was what made that eighties kiss because like you said, and like our buddy Jericho who adores eighties kiss and Paul Stanley, Paul was tailor made for eighties pop metal, hair metal. And I just don't think that there was anything that Ace and Peter could have ever done to be as big or bigger than kiss no no they didn't fit th th that style is not them i just think of those bands that were big in the 70s that try to come and become like mtv it just it didn't work it didn't work it didn't no. work nope. no 
They're, nope. They don't have faces or personalities or dressing like the no. 80s guys. They, it just didn't, it wouldn't work. No. Nope. Um, great, great oh. question though, Wally. We love you, buddy. Thank you so much. Great question. We, we love talking about those what ifs. Good stuff. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Fusion Tech. Tom, where can people find us? Please start by going to our fantastic website, shoutoutloudcast.com, shoutoutloudcast.com. You can find all of our episodes for Shout Out Loudcast, the ARC Album Review Crew, and the Zeppelin Chronicles. You can find all of our rankings, tons of interactive stuff on there. You can comment on each individual episode. You can uh, send messages direct like we read some tonight. You can also click on the merch button, buy some Shout Out Loudcast merch direct. You can also click on our links where you can see of our friends, some pictures of them, their direct links, guests of our, that have been on our show. Uh, we also have put together photo albums from the cruise, from Creatures Fest. Uh, fans of the show like Anthony Barone, uh, love him, huge fan of the show, longtime Patreon supporter. He went on vacation, took a couple pictures with a shout out Loudcast shirt, album review crew shirt. Please do that. Yeah, if you want to uh, take your photos at your local concert, uh, at your local fucking corn maze doesn't make a difference <laughs> wherever you want to do it take a photo of you and your shout it out outcast gear send it to us tell me you're it's okay to put it on the website i will do it yes and uh of course our social media twitter facebook instagram you, you can mention us there tag us send us dms if you want to keep the conversations private please do that and of course we're also on youtube and we're also on tiktok because that's what the kids are into these days. Oh. TikTok. Yeah, Tom, uh, my daughter created that for us. Uh -oh. um, I had somebody send me something about like, hey, I noticed that you guys don't have a presence on this. I'm like, I'm like, I think we created a TikTok a long time ago. We never did it. I'm like, and everybody kept talking about the thanks, Paul. So yeah. I just put that clip and made it our TikTok. You know, there you go. Wonderful. Wonderful. And, uh, of course, speaking of Patreons, we mentioned them. You guys are the best. Please check us out at patreon.com or the Patreon app. Search for us. Take a look at the different tiers that we have to offer. Uh, and, of course, we're all part of the wonderful Pantheon podcast network of shows. Tons of great shows. All different kinds of genres. Uh, rock, metal, pop, funk, reggae, hip-hop. You name it. Uh, tons of stuff there. If you're a music fan, check them out online. And uh, also, one thing that we haven't gotten into tonight real quick. It has been confirmed. We're going on the cruise. Boom. Well, well, <laughs> uh -oh. Tom asked wait, me, wait, wait, we're not, wait, we're not. Hold on. Tom asked me to go on zoom. It's usually me nagging him. Hey, you got a couple minutes. Hey, you got a couple minutes. Hey, you got a couple minutes. But Tom asked me to go on zoom that he had to talk to me about something. And I have my head down and I'm waiting for him to say, I don't even want to tell you over the phone or text you. I'm not going to go. And I was waiting and he's like, yeah, it's about the cruise. And I'm like, I, I wasn't even looking at him. I and know goes, you had your head down. Yeah. And he goes, I'm in now. And I felt like I just fucking want a meet and greet with Peter Chris. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'm like, <laughs> fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, you have no idea how happy that makes me. So we've got a, a few people that we know are going on the cruise already. Yep. Uh, I think Steve from Potter Than Hell. I think Tony's going to be joining us, the curmudgeon. I don't know how that's going to go in, in the room. I'm assuming he's got to be a better sleeper than the Pony Brothers. Dude, we, we, if we've experienced sleeping with grizzly bears, we can sleep with, <laughs> with Tony. 
Maybe he'll mumble out complaints in the middle of his <laughs> while sleeping. But yeah, so Tony's going to be joining us too. Uh, I think we have a, a a couple other people that might be joining us on that. But regardless, if you're going on the cruise, let us know. Week we two. Love- week two. Yeah, week two. Correct, Tom. We're going to we- week two. The one with the shitty lineup. <laughs> <laughs> there are people. There is a striper cult club out there. I don't I'm not get in it. it. I'm not in yeah. it. <laughs> I'm not either. But there is a big striper fan uh, group of cult members out there. So I don't know. Some people are happy about them. And I um, might put this out there to the Patreons or to all you people out there. We got a couple months. You got to give me some ideas on what my second Kiss Cruise tattoo is going to be because I'm getting. Oh no! Oh yes! Oh yes! Imagine, I am. Imagine if I decided to get one too. No. I would never. That would never. You would never. What do I always say? Never say never. No. Never say never. No, I never. I don't say that. No, I do not. I do not say that. I do not say that. (laughs) Do not say that. Uh, No, I say it's a permanent impression of a temporary feeling. And then. Right. That's the point. It's a a memory. (laughs) I have never regretted any of the tattoos. And then all you tattoo people come to me and go, fuck off. I've never told you to fuck off, I, I, but I, I, but it's, that's not, that's why not on that occasion, but, that, <laughs> but you have. no, I've told you it before. Yeah. But that's why you don't have any. And that's why I have a few. That's okay. Yes. I just, Oh, we're going to do a tattoo rant at the end of this. I think uh, oh, geez, that's no, what we'll not. do. No. Um, we're doing that at the end of the show. So Tom, my part of the show is when I tell people they can DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, I don't know if you can do it on TikTok. I don't fucking know anything about it. I'm learning. TikTok. TikTok, what? motherfucker. Uh, what are we getting on MySpace page? Yeah. Don't <laughs> laugh. Maybe we'll set up the, the snap face. Isn't that, was that Belichick? Is that what he calls it? Yeah, he goes, yeah, I'm not, I'm not on that MyFace or whatever. Like, he, <laughs> yeah, he, he, tried, he tried to pretend he didn't know what they were. Yeah, he does that every press conference oh, yeah. every year. Yeah. Um, but anyways, you guys can DM us there. Uh, we get them all the time. We have no problem. We'll try to reach with, back to you guys. We do read them. Sometimes it takes us a while. Uh, we've had a. We're going to be on a lot of uh, other podcasts. We got a bunch of requests recently. Yeah, and uh, and that's usually from DMs, and we got back to a few of them. But it takes a little time sometimes because again, we weren't kind of joking, or maybe we were. I don't know about the. Whole intern. We got two. Re- we got two applications already, Tom. <laughs> applications. Hi, uh, I can type kiss kiss tard. <laughs> I'm a kiss tard, and uh, I can type a hundred words a minute. And uh, dude, this is like Kramerica Industries right here. <laughs> Mr. Kramer over here is the refrigerator. Uh, uh, Mr. Seinfeld would like to make a uh, lunch appointment for one p.m. If you're available, get over here. Yeah, and uh, if you can subscribe to our YouTube. We're over 700. Next stop, 800. Yeah. So if you listen to the show, make sure you subscribe to us. Uh, We appreciate when you do that. It moves us up the food chain. Um, And then don't forget to give us one of those five star Star. child reviews so people can find our podcast. We got a five star review from Pinworm on Podchaser. All right. Gave us five stars for the episode. Uh, Or was it? 
the podcast. I'm not sure, but regardless, he gave us five stars for that. Those things are, are huge for us. Absolutely. It does Thank put you. us in front of more people when you guys do that. So if you can go to Apple iTunes and give us a five-star review, Spotify, uh, even Facebook, wherever you can give five-star reviews, we appreciate those. It's a big yep. help. Indeed. Uh, always like to uh, repeat the email. Uh, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Sometimes it's easier to just put your, your thoughts in an email and send it all. Uh, we love getting the emails. We do read them all and we do appreciate them. And then I always like to plug our absolutely fantastic website with the help of our benefactor, the man. He knows who he is. He's the best. And uh, Courtney, give a ta- uh, uh, a salute to Courtney, who uh, helped design the website. The She's best. Fucking, yeah, fantastic as well. Uh, and that's Shout It Out Loudcast. Uh, .com. Shout it out loudcast.com. Again, Tom mentioned it, what you can get merch, get those t-shirts, send in the photos. You get that right at our website. You can look at the rankings. You can look at all our previous episodes. There's tons of shit there to keep you entertained for a, a long time. So uh, that's some of the stuff that I have, but Tom, there was another email that I wanted to kind of make sure we get to. And we'll, we'll send this out at the, we're doing this at the end for, for a reason. Okay, and please do. That, yeah, and that is because we wanted to get our community, the Loudcasters community, behind one of the good guys. And this is from our buddy, Angelo Capasso. Uh, he writes, hi, Tom and Zeus. Tom, I just want to let you know you are on my mind a lot. You and Zeus are my saving grace at times. My wife is suffering from a debilitating disease. And she has okay days and terrible days, but we pull it through somehow. I just need you guys to know that even though we've never met, it doesn't matter. You've become very special to me. I can always count on you two every Saturday to take me away for a few hours and be at peace with myself and you guys. Thank you both for putting a smile on my face every Saturday. Uh, Always in my thoughts, Angelo. P.S. You can read this live if you want. I just want you to know you are more than a podcast to me. You are a breath of fresh air I need at times. Kiss plus Tom and Zeus equals happiness. Angelo, I don't know what to say about that, my friend. Um, I appreciate your kind words and your thoughts, and I have to let you know that uh, I'm sending them right back to you. Um, I wish nothing but peace and health to you and, uh, especially your wife. So please, uh, be strong for her and, uh, we will be here for you to try to make you laugh and and lift you up. So thank you. What a feeling that we have, Tom, that me and you can sit here and, and just be ourselves, laugh, tell stupid stories, crack each other up. Because that's why me and Tom do this really originally was because I like making him laugh. It's it, <laughs> to have a good sense of humor. doesn't just mean you're the funny one. It means you get other jokes and you are someone that people like to see laugh and have a good time with. Yep. My buddy over there has a great sense of humor. We, we have this way of making each other laugh. The fact that we share it with other people and some of you liked it was a surprise to us. Yes. The fact that a lot of you liked it 
makes brings more joy than you can imagine. The fact that a guy like Angelo will write us something like this, that even though we were doing this for nothing and just having fun with this, that we can have an impact and help him in the smallest of ways when he's going through a tough time with him and his wife's health is more rewarding than any, I don't know, financial reward that we could achieve. Absolutely. Without a doubt. To say that somebody out there gets that much pleasure out of us just enjoying ourselves talking about kiss. Mm -hmm. Yep. So Angelo, I know I, I speak for Tom and speak for all the loud casters out there. We wish you good health for your wife, yourself. Um, I want all the loudcasters to give a big special shout out and love to our buddy Angelo. And uh, to top it off, I hope uh, this puts a smile on your face. Godspeed, brother. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Angelo. <laughs> there you go. That's what it's all about. Ace, uh, say Ange- say thanks, Angelo, to one of your fans. He's he's listening. Who? Angelo. Okay, got it. Thanks, Angela. You're the best. <laughs> Angela, you're the best. Tom, what we always do is we always end on famous last words. Lyrics from Kiss songs. You got something? Of course. She thinks she's high fashion. She thinks she looks divine. And that's what I keep telling her. I tell her all the time. That's a good one, Tom. And poured me a glass of wine. Took a few sips and looked around. I was feeling fine. But an hour long, coming on strong, I was getting drunk. Next thing I knew, I looked at you and I was blind as a skunk. I was dun, 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 terrible. Dun, 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 terrible. I was wiped out. Terrible. <laughs> so bad. Ah, uh, Tom Loudcasters, Kiss Army. Thank you, guys. You're the best. Thank you so much for everything. You really are the greatest fans and listeners that are out there. Thank you, Zeus. As always, my friend. Thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. All right, so what's the tattoo I would get? What's the tattoo that you would get? Yeah. Something Elvis related. So what I think I would get would be a, an image of Zeus with a with a, you know with a, a lightning bolt in his hand and his face in kiss makeup. Okay, see, so you've thought about this. That means well, you're gonna I've get definitely it. Definitely done thought about it. You're getting it. I'm not getting a fucking tattoo. Yes, but I've thought about it. Oh, you wanna you wanna hear me think about my 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 best pet, a turtle? Look at my arm and read my story. I wrote about him in the third grade. It's on my arm. Exactly. Yes. Oh yay. Dude, there are fucking like 60-year-old fucking stop and shop bag handlers with fucking pit tattoos. Yeah. It's, it's that's because they they're gross. 
Yeah, it's gotten to the point where it's uncool to have. Oh, I know. I no, think. I agree. I agree. The whole like, yeah, that whole that whole when when I got my first tattoo in high school I was way too young. Back then, it was like you got a tattoo. What, what yeah. are you fucking? That's a what are you nuts? Yeah, you got a tattoo. Like wow, right? But you got right. one, dude. There are people that have them like. Oh, how many people now have their necks up to their face with tattoos? Dude, if you have a neck wrong if, with you? If, if 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 you have a neck tattoo, you're either a felon or you're waiting to become <laughs> one. It just I, I don't understand the the this craze about it. And it's yeah. everybody wants to show you your tattoos. I understand that. Uh, to each their own, I guess. But well, I, I just I you. feel I like it's gotten so overdone. It has that it's lo- it's lost, it's like coolness I, I, I remember george carlin was talking about that hold on carlin's been dead for 10 years right you like used to be like sailors and fucking tough guys would have and biker yeah. guys would have tattoos that's and it now like fucking like literally people's grandmothers with their flappy flapjacks hanging out yeah, now, the, now the guy working at target has them it's like jesus <laughs> christ now, there's anything wrong with target but right no, but it's, i know it's it's gotten to that point what are you thinking about getting? I haven't even. Th- I'm not going to lie. I haven't even thought about it. I, I honestly haven't. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't Shout know. Shout out loud, cast right in the back of your skull. Actually, that'd be a good one. Just get my whole head tattooed with the logo of our show. Yeah, and, and then and then and then as as we always do, like, what do you think about getting a new logo this year? <laughs> oh, great! Now I got to cut my head off. Okay. <laughs> It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 